Welcome to the Alpha Girl Confidence Podcast, where we are empowering youth female athletes to play and live confidently. My name is Shay Hatto, and each week I will bring you new episodes to teach you the strategies and tools that you need in order to live a confident, empowered life both on and off the playing field. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. So today's episode, I am sitting down with the fabulous Erica Suter. And in this episode, Erica and I talk about how in order to see results, it's about what you're doing in between your sessions, in between your training, in between your calls. Seeing results isn't just about showing up on the call, showing up during training, but it's about what you do when no one else is watching. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. If you do, share it with a friend and make sure you leave us a review. All right, enjoy. Hi, everyone. I'm back here with my friend and amazing confidence coach, Shay Haddo. Shay, nice to see you again. What's up, Erica? I know it's been a minute since we've done these, so excited to dive back in. Yeah, it's been, I think, a couple of months. We both were extremely busy just changing some things in our programs and businesses, so I'm glad that we're back on track. And today's topic is a really juicy one because I've just been seeing a lot of this, not recently, but just over the years and while a lot of girls do the work on their own time, some people don't know necessarily what that takes to improve their physical performance, but also their mental confidence. And they rely on people like you and me to come to the rescue in our sessions. And that's where they're going to improve. They think that session, they're just going to feel good right away. And everything's going to be all amazing. But what they don't know is that beyond what we do with them one-on-one or in a group, it comes down to that accountability that they hold themselves to when they're spending the rest of their hours either by themselves or making decisions with the friends that they're with or spending time with their family and in that environment. So what are your thoughts on all of this? <laughs> yeah, I love that we're talking about this because I don't I don't know if I've actually ever like done a podcast on it or anything like that. So I think it's really important because a lot of the time and we'll you know talk any self-help program, whether that's mental, physical, like nutrition, whatever it is. I think a lot of times people go in thinking like, oh, if I just join this program, all of my problems are going to be solved. All I got to do is show up to the calls, you know, and I'm going to feel great after the calls. But then what a lot of people don't realize is that you have to do the work outside of the calls, right? Like you're, you're on your call for what, one hour a week. And then what are you doing with the rest of your, your, I don't know how many hours are in a week, but what are you doing with the rest of those hours? Right. So it's like, we, we cannot, and you said this before, um, before we started hitting record, but like, we cannot save anybody. We're here to provide accountability, provide mentorship, provide coaching, but it's what you do in between those coaching sessions that really is going to give you the most results. I'm sure you've seen that with your players that have seen the most results. And I've seen that, right. Cause you can take two players You can take one player that joins and they only show up to the calls and they don't really do much outside of it. I'll tell you, like I've seen it, they don't see results just because you enter my program doesn't mean you're going to see results. Whereas if you see another player 
they join, but you see them doing stuff outside. You see them doing the things that you talked about them integrating actually, you know, the, the topics and integrating the homework and integrating the habits. Those are the players that are actually going to see long-term results. So it's completely all about, yes, join the calls to learn from the calls, but can you actually apply that into your daily life? Cause that's where the magic happens. You nailed it too. It's not necessarily about the program. Like you can have the most amazing confidence curriculum out there. I could write the best strength training and speed progressions out there. But if people aren't executing all this on their own and doing the form perfectly or doing the homework that you're giving them, they're, they're not going to get the best results. And while showing up to zoom calls or the sessions is great. And that's the first step. Mm -hmm. It's not where the magic is going to happen. And I hate to say this, but the magic happens in the mundane like the stuff that you roll your eyes at. Yeah. And I've seen my most successful athletes embrace the quote unquote boring things in the program. So as an example, if a girl wants to improve her sprint mechanics to be able to run faster, she will march and skip around her house <laughs> yeah. and work on her knee drive and yep. her, her elbow flexion and where her hands are positioned. And it's not necessarily something I've written in the program. It's in the program, but if you want to get better at it, you have to do more than what's expected of you. And I truly think that's the difference between high performers and people who are just average high performers do more than what's expected of them. And, you know, that could also bring the point to uh, like delayed gratification, Right. Like a lot of people, they join a program or, you know, whatever it is, read a book and they expect boom to see instant results. And if they don't, it's like, eh, it's not working or, eh, what's, it's not worth me marching around my house. I'm not getting faster. I've marched around my house three times and I'm not getting faster. (laughs) Right. So it's also this notion of delayed gratification, which I think all humans to a point struggle with, but especially I think it's even more prevalent with with obviously teenagers and, and that generation, because with our phones and the world we live in, you literally, everything's at your fingertips. You can get anything you want with the click of a button. And so I think that that kind of mindset has also been brought into, to personal development and to improving your health and improving your confidence is it's not like you just click a button or you just show up to one thing and automatically you see results. It takes time. It takes, like you said, the magic is in the mundane. So it's about knowing that doing the mundane things over time and being consistent, that's what's going to get you results. And it's who you are when no one's watching most of the time. (laughs) It's all the decisions you're making throughout your day when you're on your own. Should you be scrolling through the TikTok reels? Should you be constantly in this like group chat or this drama going on? Should you be consuming toxic junk and not taking care of your nutrition? It, it really is who you are being when you're not on a call with your coach, when you're not in the session, when you're not getting feedback from someone, but you have to give yourself p- feedback and be like, okay, am I acting in this moment? in a way that's improving my performance and also 
-hmm. helping my mental health and my confidence? And am I really embodying who I want to be on a daily basis? And it's so funny. You mentioned like the self-help world, because I know so many friends who, and just people in general who have read self-help books and Mm -hmm. they don't embody what they just read. They just say, Hey, I read the book posted on Instagram. Yay. And it's (laughs) like, well, you, you haven't changed. Like you're still the same person you were yesterday. (laughs) So what was the point of the book? And it it goes with performance, uh, self-help, mental health, uh, nutrition. I see athletes just eating a healthy meal the night before the game. And then the other six days of the week, they're not eating healthy. So it's like everything is a, it's a decision. It's a consistent decision you make daily that accumulates into either better performance or decrease performance. And the thing is, is it's like, okay, so someone's listening and they're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot of work to be doing all these things all the time. Right. But it doesn't have to start with all of the healthy habits all at the same time. Right. Like it can just start with pick one simple thing. So for example, last night on, on one of my calls with my high school kids, we're talking about procrastination. And I said, just do one thing. And all I want you to do when you're doing your homework is just put your phone away, just hide your phone, just do one thing. Because if we think about, oh my gosh, I have to do my affirmations. I have to march. I have to hang. I have to do my dead bugs. I have to do all of this stuff. Then it's that it becomes like this big Mount Everest and you're never going to do it when it seems like it's Mount Everest. But if you can break it down into small chunks and say, okay, this week, I'm just going to make sure that I do that one thing that Erica talked about. I'm just going to do that one thing. And then the next week, okay, now I'm going to add this other thing. So you're kind of stacking your habits. And the more that you do those habits, the more you can actually become the person who you're, what you're talking about is you can actually embody it. So I, I love that you've brought the whole, like, well, who do you, who are you being outside of the calls? Cause it's not just what you're doing, but it's also, who are you being? So I love that. And I I like the tip with just taking small steps so that it's not as overwhelming and also just getting clear on why you're taking these small steps, because then they won't seem as crazy if you're very clear on your why and why you need to get rid of some of the things in your life and replace them with things that help your performance and your mental health. So I think also just taking inventory again and and getting clear on why you're doing the actions throughout the day that you are, or why are you like having certain thoughts? Can you shift your perspective and your mindset so that it serves you more? And then when, when you're clear on that, then it doesn't seem as much of a crazy task to take on. And it's not really uh, an obligation, but it just becomes your life. Your just your lifestyle. <laughs> I, I love that you talked about like why you're doing it. Cause how many times do we do something and we're like, I don't know why the heck I'm doing this. I'm just doing it. And it doesn't actually land and it doesn't actually stick. So before you go out and do, you know, these habits that we're talking about or embodying it, ask yourself why, or when you're trying to get rid of a bad habit, ask yourself how that bad habit getting rid of it is going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like if, if you, if you like, don't feel crappy after you eat a cookie, you're probably going to keep eating the cookie. But if you can understand that the cookie is going to make you feel like crap and not be good for you, then it's easier to let go of that habit. 
right? So figuring out the why behind everything you do will just give it more purpose and will make it a heck of a lot easier to actually stick to it and do it consistently. So I, I like that you kind of, you know, snuck in that, that why, cause I think that's really important. One thing I like that you've done before, and I do want to bring the parents into the conversation, yeah. here, but I like that. I think it was alive in your Facebook group, telling parents how they can get involved in their daughter's training or workouts or just like in her development so that it's fun for her. And it's not like them telling her what to do and just like barking orders or (laughs) timing their sprint drills, which, you know, it's useful in some situations, but I think it's important to bring the parents in the discussion because a lot of this decisions are, are being made in, in the household. So what's, what is the overall environment in the house? And is it in an environment that's really building the athlete up? And I can think of one thing and that's nutrition and what, yeah. what's in the pantry or what, what's going on the dinner table. And, and one way to make that fun is just to ha- cook family dinners and make time to make a healthy meal, but also just to have that connection again, have that laughter in the household and don't always be in, in such a rush. And it's, it's okay to slow down and, or just make a non-negotiable night to, to do this with the family and just setting up that home environment for the athlete to thrive. And I, I think parents believe that in order to improve performance, we have to hire uh, more trainers or more experts yeah. or send her to, to more sessions when it really starts at home with, Absolutely. with easy lifestyle changes, the nutrition we've talked about sleep before mindfulness and meditation practices. So start there first yep. before spending extra money on these other people who aren't even addressing these other lifestyle habits. I haven't seen one skills trainer address this and I'm being serious. Um, so it's, it's just so important. And it also gives parents their power back and they don't have to outsource their daughter's performance to someone else or their health and they can control it more. And that's a very powerful thing. I love that. Like the, the, (laughs) the best, the best way that a parent can motivate, like I get this question all the time. I did a live on it. Like, how can I get my, my kid to be more motivated? Like embody it yourself. Yeah. Like bring in the lifestyle yourself. Same thing with confidence. Like if you're talking to yourself and saying, oh, I don't look good. I'm ugly. Like I'm not good enough. Of course your kid's going to have that same mindset. So yes, parents, it's like all of this, it starts completely. It starts at home. Right. And then another thing that's really cool too, is like, if parents are frustrated about the amount of time their kids are spending on their phones, well, guess what? I guarantee you that parents, you may be spending just as much time on your phone. So one, one cool thing that, um, we talked about in one of my parent calls, just real, just this week, actually, is I was like, you know, I encourage the, my players to take you know, one day off of social media, pick a day, take one day off. And so I was like, okay, parents, can you just as a family, just take one day off? They said, no, no one in the family is going to get on social media today. You can text, you can do whatever, but we're just going to get off social media today. And like how much like more connected as a family, would you be? You know what I mean? It's like, we're, we're, we're physically with each other, but we're actually not together so much of the time. 
And so that kind of just ties into like the, the familial habits, because how everything is in the house, it's going to either make things harder when they come to us or make it easier when they come to us. If the habits are there, it's going to be like they're swimming downstream. They feel good. But if the habits are not there, if, if, if the, the, the pantry is filled with crap, if you're not being very kind to yourself, then when they get off our calls, it's going to be like they're swimming upstream. So can we just work together and make it all like a better environment for the players? That's so good. And one thing that came up for me there was it's like, yes, this is great for performance. Like for example, to get off your phone, that's really good for just calming down the stress response in the body, but it's great for the the family and just yeah. your, your connection and just your overall health. So it's just, it, it has so many benefits, um, for, for parents to just get on board with, with these things and just make it a whole family thing and just do it together. And there's a lot of bonding in that as well. And I think that's, that's really cool because Shay and I, we put a lot of heart into our programs, but they're only as good as what athletes put in when they're not seeing us. So I want you guys to, to keep that in mind. And I'm sure we could continue this conversation and go down so many paths, but that was all we had for today. Next time we'll be talking about college recruiting and comparison during the commitment process, which will be a fun topic. So we will see you guys next time. Yeah. Thanks Erica.